0: 7654321 never have these stone. <laughs> Oh this new crazy mother
1: Welcome friends to episode 180 of Color Magic or Magic Gaming Podcast where we talk about all types of issues that affect gamers at and away from their gaming tables and computers I am your host daquan Watson, and for 180 surprisingly 180 episodes <laughs> still got my main man brian allen how's it going 180 surprisingly it's like are the episodes themselves surprising or, just, or is it surprising that there's 180 of them we don't i don't even know, all, know man that, but I combination know, of- yeah that we're still around 180 episodes in it's awesome that people still listen this is true. You like us. You, you you really really seem to like us. I mean, we I feel like we've covered so much stuff. I mean, we're. That's. I mean, we're coming up on. God, two and a half years, something like that. Right? Like this is just wild. Actually, three years. Like yeah, three years over. Wow, lots of episodes. Yeah, we're, we're going to start that's okay. doing that, that Monday Night Raw stuff. We're
0: like, are you aware our podcast ran longer than, you know, Life on Mars and other yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> infinitely better shows that just actually canceled their run at some point? Because that's what happens to most TV shows. I mean, we but- won't catch
1: Raw and we won't catch Law and Order, but we might catch a lot of the other ones right <laughs> but,
0: are you aware raw's been all longer the cheers well yeah because you know they <laughs> they ended
1: that i mean voluntarily they had nothing else to say it is crazy when you hear see like raw 30 like they've been doing that for 30 yeah. years right like isn't that crazy like Ain't stuff you watch when you were like 12 and you're like yeah. oh this is fun who you would have never thought you'd still be watching that at 40. You know, especially after,
0: especially after May Young gave birth to a hand, you're like, this can't go on for much longer,
1: can it? Not just <laughs> that, you had you had <laughs> big show, big boss man pull big show's dad's casket. That was a thing that happened.
0: I'm sorry, that was all. That was one of my <laughs> favorite memories. It just that whole feud to me was was underrated oh, I, big boss man really was
1: underrated too. Oh sure, sure, sure. No, there's there's so many crazy things that happened in the '90s. That, like, yeah. there honestly there's some stuff that's so bad that if you have the WWE Network on Peacock, like you can't even find some of those. They don't even put them in yeah. the library because there's like I we think, can't they, even I, talk about this
0: because they, they did a whole sketch in blackface as DX.
1: You know? Oh like, yeah. Okay, you had, to be fair, you know,
0: or, not, or the nation of domination, yeah, DX is the nation of domination. Of tribe. I
1: actually thought that was pretty funny. Like I know you shouldn't do it, but it was yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> it's
0: like uh i think uh, some of the office episodes that have been pulled it's like yeah they're like almost it it, it kind of speaks to michael scott's character and how he does not understand normal sure. you know boundaries of anything like it's
1: part of it but dude, it, it's like this weekend we were talking about like tropic thunder right like yeah. that was damn funny
0: that's right, another like, one I will defend. It's because, you know, they're not saying that. As a matter of fact, they're saying this is not the way you should act. Exactly. The whole point of the Kirk Lazarus character is he's so busy trying to prove that he is a good enough actor to believably play a black man that it never occurs to him that he
1: shouldn't. Yeah, for and any literally, of other reasons. It's all the other actors telling him, like, why are you even doing this? Yeah. Right. Like, are you sure you should be doing this? Right. Like, what do you mean, you people? what do you mean you mean <laughs> exactly <do> you know? <laughs> so like i don't know i and that's sort of my thing like racism is bad but like if yeah. if you're doing a thing and everybody involved knows it's a bit and yeah. it's funny cool but if it's not funny exactly. <laughs> like you you better run that past everybody because if it ain't funny oh that's gonna suck
0: Somebody asked George Lopez, you know, how can you tell if a joke's racist? Like, if it's not funny, <laughs> it's yeah, that's it. Because it. if, if it's funny, like Dave Chappelle, everybody's just gonna be laughing. And you know you got you'll have know, to worry about a few people, but the majority of people will laugh at it go and buy your Chappelle show for millions of dollars.
1: Yeah, there's a dude, a comedian, Matt Reif. I don't know if you know who that is, but like, he, that name sounds familiar. You could tell he's hung out with some black dudes and whatever, so occasionally yeah. he has some black jokes, but all the black people in the audience think they're damn funny. So it's right. like, all right, cool. And people are like, well, I don't know if he should be doing those jokes. I'm like, he grew up in that culture, so he gets it. And there's- yeah,
0: that's uh, the whole focus of the joke is like, hey, you know, I'm the, the white guy. Exactly. Was- <laughs> <laughs> like Jim Carrey had a great one right after the, the, the LA riots. He says, you know, I put on I just put a sign on my back. This kid, he was on the living couch. I, said, I put a sign on my back and say, hey, I'm a black owned business. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Come on, everybody, Compton, let's go. <laughs> yep, for real. Because, yeah, everybody knew if it was not for the Lance family, no, he would not exist. He's aware of that,
1: too. To be fair, though, he, he earned his ticket to the cookout. Oh, right. he did. He absolutely <laughs>
0: did. If they gave him the shot, and boy, did he just ran with
1: it. Because, dude, Fire Marshal Bill, like, right. gosh, damn.
0: <laughs> he had so many iconic characters. Fire Marshal Bill, Vera Milo.
1: I mean, just... Or who was the, the pork and beans? <laughs> I forgot which character it was that
0: had that. No, there's just so many characters. And it, and it just, it's just kind of the, the one of random sketches for Tyler, like Bill Clinton, you know,
1: rapping, yep. just, just crazy stuff. Man, that's, that's good TV. i need to go back and yep. watch that. Uh, before we get into everything else, as always, we'd like to tell you to check out the show sponsor, Cardsphere.com. Great place to buy, sell, trade magic cards. And honestly, I got to go back to post office tomorrow because I have more stuff in there. I literally just did a video showing all of these I got on there <laughs> very, very cheaply, actually. So if you want to get some some magic cards, hit them up over at Cardsphere.com. Also, if you want to support the show, go over to Patreon.com slash Color and get a shout out. Just like Harrison Jones. Thank you for being a supporter here on the show. And if you want to get some merchandise and help us out, go over to colormtg.com/shop. Now, it is time for some ranting. <laughs> and let me say, let me say this we we know gamers have an issue sometimes with hygiene, right? <laughs> And I'm not gonna say all gamers. I'm not gonna say all gamers, because most of us know. Hey, you know you're gonna be in a place for a while, make sure you shower, you wash your butt, you know, make sure you're all good in the morning, right? You know what I mean? Like it's what it is. Some people didn't get that same memo. And and I've and even in my store, we had a policy, like we kept some spare spray deodorant around, whatever. Like if you was funky, we'd come up to you quietly we pull you off to the side and you know kind of hey man you might go to the bathroom take care of a little something here you go yeah the only time we make a scene and if somebody wanted to deny it and we're like cool do you do you want us to make a thing out of this you know because you tell tell a dude like hey man you're a little right like you need to go check this out in the bathroom you know and they'd be like oh hey usually it was like hey thanks for saying something you know they didn't realize maybe they had a long work day whatever right it was cool Occasionally, you get that one dude though. was like, no, nah, man, I'm are talking about. I'm good. And I was like, do you do you want no. to get loud about this and embarrass yeah. you, or you want to go take care of this? Right? Like, you got two choices. Fortunately, nobody ever took me up where I had to embarrass them. They kind of just went, all right, cool, you right, you right. No. <laughs> but at tournaments, it was tough, man. It was tough because you're talking about an environment where we don't necessarily know everybody on that personal exactly. Life and. You know, some of the people wouldn't even be competitors. They'd just be people hanging out or yeah. you know, people that came with somebody else. And man, like some of them are funky to the point you pass by, right. you check yourself. Right. Like you, yeah, you get that wait, list and I, you're like, whoa, was that was that me? Like, cause you know, if it's me, I gotta go do something. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm doing the double check of like, whoa, what you was know, that? it's strong. Yeah. Like, oh my god. And and the other thing too is you could tell when somebody passed by and it wasn't you, because four or five people all of a sudden did the body check. You know what I mean? Like, no. they would do the, oh, man, you see multiple people checking, and you're like, oh, that wasn't us. So that was that dude that just walked by. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: but to that end, now, I'd run a lot. And i told people before, Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments were some of the worst tournaments to run because of their community. And don't get me wrong. We ran some of the shonen jumps and whatever, and the money was good. Yeah. But damn, there were headaches. We had more <laughs> police reports, snatching grabs. Kids threatened at knife point, people cornered in a bathroom. Like I, I go a list, like Yu-Gi-Oh! alone, you put everything else in another pile. Yu-Gi-Oh has easily 10 times more issues than all, and I mean literally all the other events that we ran. And that was universal. And we got went to conferences with other TOs and stuff for Upper Deck at the time when they still had the license. Everybody had stories completely, even if you didn't even tell them your story, they had a story that was similar, right? It was just it was just constant. Oh, dude, we had, we filled out more police reports than I can tell you, just, just oh my Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, from stuff idea. being stolen, people being threatened, like, so many dumb stories. I mean, I, I could, man, if we wanted to do 20 minutes on just dumb yu <laughs> oh <U-G-O laughs> Oh my God, I have stories. The
0: true Yu-Gi-Oh!
1: stories. <laughs> for for real. Know. For real. But, even to the point that we had off-duty cops at our big events, and then that later became policy. So now, if you run one of the big Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments, it's in their operations documents. You have to have actual security at your event. That's that's just because wow. it's it's been so prevalent. That being said, there were also a lot of funky dudes. Yeah, I say mean, the back to games. the funk. The funk was was where we were there, going. There was there was a lot. Now, some of it. I understand because you have a lot of young kids. Yeah. Some that are just becoming teenagers where you start. Yeah, to spend a little puberty. yeah they don't really know about the deodorant situation or wherever you, right. you get a little bit more of a pass. We still try to help them out when you could. Yeah. But since we moved on from doing Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, apparently it's become more pervasive, I guess is the word more prevalent, <laughs> I guess is the word. And at some point, and I'd heard rumors and people joked with stuff or whatever, but apparently Konami actually had a product called the Dirty Dueler Kit. And I am not making this up. This is a real thing. You can go to Google right now, put in Dirty Dueler Kit Yu-Gi-Oh! You will see a red package, yellow letters. It's branded just like all the other Yu-Gi-Oh! stuff. It has a shower gel, a tube of shower gel. It's got a... Triangular shaped millennium puzzle soap on a rope. And it has a Boy, small th-
0: old spice everybody it. And, it,
1: and it has a small thing of roll on deodorant. How bad does your event, your series, your players have to be funky <laughs> to where you're sitting around the office, and you know what are you literally somebody says, you know what the Time solution to is? The dirty duelers. We need to make a dirty Dueler kit. And I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah, because like, that
0: can't happen once or, or, you know, that's not after 20 times. That has to happen hundreds of times before for the company to go, yeah, you know oh, what? Oh, yeah.
1: It, it must have been bad. Because I – get you're wrong, there were multiple times it was bad and you just tell somebody to go clean up, whatever. Yeah. But, like, it but had, at the highest levels of the yeah. corporation,
0: they know this is a thing we
1: need. And now it's told – I don't know. Like, they did have – skews on them, but I don't know if they were to be sold or people gave them out at tournaments or I whatever. You, you gotta give them away if it's bad, yeah. right? Because they might have money. They... But yeah, this is a thing that exists. Like This you, is an emergency
0: at this point. You can't oh yeah, be like...
1: But Yu-Gi-Oh! Players got so funky. Swear to God, dirty douler kit. That's a thing. And that's where this went. okay, that, that's the sign. When you are so bad that the company gets so many complaints from it, they can't ignore it to where they made a kit to help you basically wash your butt, clean your pits. Like that's, that's, that's rough. I mean, if there was ever a time to have something in the soapbox, that's the thing. So like, I couldn't pass that up this week, but I'm done. I'm going to pass this over to you. All right, mine's
0: also gaming related not as uh, not, not as you know dirty so to speak <laughs> but as I'm sure you know by now, uh, Microsoft is trying to buy uh, or, or as much of Activision Blizzard I guess as they can legally purchase and not be considered a just gaming destroying monopoly, and there are different views on how much of the company that is gonna eventually end up being. but the thing is to, to people that are fans of either company. You, see, you don't want the other company to go out of business. You might think that's what you want, but I promise you, as somebody that plays far too many EA products, monopolies are always bad. You might get a cheaper price or more content for your game for a year or two, but it always, it if you, again, if you look at the, the Madden example of what happens when a game series has zero competition, doesn't have to do really anything to improve itself. You you don't want the gaming industry itself to have just one brand. I I promise you that's not. you, you, You need Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo all really to be healthy so we get better games, more competition, more innovation. Oh, and by the way, people that we'll touch a little more on this later, but People in the industry get to keep their jobs because that's how we get brand new games, brand new game series, just more innovative content, more innovation and content creation. Like, it's just what it's funny how people act like they're on Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo's payroll. They didn't, they ain't paying you. They, they, they exist to make money they don't care about you when you're not alive anymore. They're still going to be selling video games to people. They don't <laughs> they probably don't love you as much as you love them. They're a corporation. All of them. They exist
1: to make money. And yeah, it's all- I'm, I'm kind of like with you. Favorite. You know, I just I, I oh, yeah, yeah. totally have a favorite brand. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but like I'm with you. I think you want competition because that is where innovation comes from, right? If there's only one company, then they go, uh, oh, we know this is working. We don't have to spend so much on R&D or whatever to figure out how yeah. to do this other thing, right? And the smaller companies or the competitors go, okay, well, we need to figure this out so we can outdo them on the next level yeah. or figure out this next thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you totally. Yeah, it's I, yeah. we all have, you know, our friend like, hey, I'm Coke, you know, and so I'm a,
0: uh, I, you know, am not a huge 50 fan, but I, I still, I actually like some of them. I like Mountain Dew, for example. Yeah. I'm not like, yo, Pepsi just needs to die tomorrow. You know, just, that's not the way to handle these things. So hopefully Microsoft gets, you know, I guess enough <laughs> of Activision Blizzard so the Xbox brand stays relevant, but not so much that, you know, Sony has a hard time getting new Call of Duties or Warcraft or not Warcraft, but uh, Overwatch or that kind of thing. Because, again, that kind of monopoly really isn't good for anybody.
1: It's funny you said Warcraft, because I'm like, I don't even know if there'd ever be a new Warcraft <laughs> like, at this point. <laughs> it's been so long. Uh, but there is, I saw a new Diablo 4 that's not far yep. away. So that's actually kind of cool.
0: And uh, hearing, I guess, uh, initial reviews and impressions are
1: that it's actually fairly decent. So Yeah, I I expected it to be I think the only concern people have is there's rumors, but they're, they're unsubstantiated in every way. It's just... Is it going to be full of microtransactions? I think that's what I'm saying a lot of, but nobody yeah, really knows sad, at this point.
0: And, and sadly, that
1: you know, it's hard to see a game
0: come down the pike that doesn't
1: have <laughs> just that's that's sadly where we are. And you then know, I, I hate I'd be okay though if your microtransactions were mostly cosmetic, right? Yeah. Like let's say you can get the same armor set that somebody else has, not any different stats, but maybe you want it in blue or red or whatever to match the rest of your character. Like, I'm down with something like that. Yeah. And a lot of
0: times people do like Overwatch every year does different skins for breast cancer awareness. And I'll happily give you five or six dollars, you know, so my mercy can oh, have yeah. a pink skin and then, you know, and let people know about breast cancer. I, mean, I, I love stuff like that.
1: Dude, I logged Anything- in on Lo- League of Legends to get a Sivir outfit that was a winter snow outfit where like she spins her blade up above and then like snow falls on her while she's waiting, yep. which is like pretty cool. I haven't played League of Legends in like six years. But like, if I ever decide to yeah, play, like yeah. I just wanted the sweet skin for that character. Slate. So it got a couple bucks out of me. It was like five bucks yeah. or something. But it's like, cool. That stuff, I think you can go ahead and, and keep doing. Absolutely, uh, it's you know, it's, it
0: doesn't you know change your gameplay anyway it's Just hey, you know, cool. Especially in games where multiple people can select the same character, it helps. Hey, shoot
1: Zarya, which one? You know, Yep. <laughs> but that being said. Let's talk about the stuff that we learned this week, because I think we have a couple of things that are actually going to be pretty interesting and helpful to people. So what you got? All right. This
0: looks like kind of a week where uh, corporate, we, you know, when corporate synergy goes well, it's great. Makes some, everybody a bunch of money. We get great video games, great cartoons, whatever. This is a week where corporate synergy crashed really hard. <laughs> oh, What happened? On the uh, DC slash Warner Brothers side, the, the Rock is getting blamed for killing not one but two film franchises because he didn't really want to have any part of Shazam, but he wanted to be Black Adam, which for people that don't know, and I know it's a lot of people because Shazam just these are both kind of C slash D-list characters – Shazam and Black Adam are arch enemies. They essentially have the same power set from the same ancient wizard that gave them superpowers. But The Rock wanted to kind of jump ahead of the curve and he wanted to have a big matchup. Almost like a a wrestler. He thinks like a wrestler. He wanted to have Black Adam fight Superman. So he had zero interest in ever appearing in any Shazam films. It's basically vetoed any cameos or appearances in those films. So, you know, they did the Black Adam Superman cameo, but it could, because DC is being DC, Henry Cavill apparently isn't even going to be Superman anymore. So, Black Adam kind of crashed and burned. Since Shazam couldn't have his arch enemy, he had to fight the daughters of Atlas in this movie. And again, I'm a Lifetime comic book fan. I have no idea who, they, who those people are. <laughs> so, it's, both movies kind of just went... See, in you-
1: wrestling terms, they didn't explain it to Rock the right way. Like, Right, he wanted yeah. the WrestleMania main event. Yeah, They didn't explain to him that he had to have the headliner for a Rumble so we could have the road to WrestleMania. See, like, if you would have told him like that, he'd have got it. <laughs> 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 but he didn't understand. Yeah. He didn't understand.
0: So yeah, both of those kind of went belly up because, of course, you know, they're trying to build kind of the, the... Well, It's what they've been doing the whole time. Like, they saw how the MCU did it, and they're trying to just jump <laughs> jump ahead. Like, hey, look, we're doing... Just picture if you did that. Well, let's say if you had done a Lex Luthor movie and Luthor had never met Superman yet. How stupid would that be? You know, you were kind of like the Joker movie that... Although they got away with the Joker movie that didn't have any connection to Batman. So go figure.
1: Then, but, you know... Um, I, I, I think the thing, though, they're missing is going back and realizing that Marvel did like six years of setup right. before you got the Avengers. Right. We had two crappy Hulk movies. Yeah. We did what? Two Iron Man movies. We did one yeah. Captain America movie. Then we did the Avengers. Right. Like, so by like, the way all of that. If the first happened. Iron Man
0: movie doesn't make any money, none of the other stuff happens. Oh, so it was sure. a huge risk for sure People don't realize now but when that first iron man movie came out there was zero guarantee it would make any money robert downey jr was still trying to rebuild his career from the multiple substance abuse and other problems he's had that he'll absolutely tell you about i'm not telling anybody anything they did don't already know about that's why he is so good at playing tony stark because tony stark is an addict and had to overcome oh, yeah. alcohol problems so he Robert Downey Jr did all the research before he ever knew he'd be playing Tony Stark.
1: Dude, it was enough that I actually when I heard he was cast, I was a little bit concerned.
0: Everybody was. I thought you I know was he was, like, like,
1: you know, you're taking somebody who's an addict, and particularly an alcoholic, to play a character who's an alcoholic and, you know, a womanizer and whatever, but like Yeah. You're talking about like and I was wondering how are you going to do the scenes where he obviously is going to have to be drinking or partying or whatever because that's so much of the character. But what's yeah. cool, and I was watching for this, if you go back to that first movie, there's a lot of scenes where you see him with like the champagne and the limo, or he's at a dinner party holding a champagne glass, whatever, but he never takes a sip on camera, right? It's so well done that you get every inclination that he's drinking yeah. or drunk without actually doing it. And I'm like, man, that's just great directing, like how it works, camera yeah. shots, storytelling is so good. So good.
0: Yeah, that was that was to the DC slash Warner Brothers side. Equal time. Marvel had its chaos this week, too, because as I've talked about before, Midnight Sun was an excellent game. If you, if, I've been telling everybody, if you like superheroes at all, or tactical strategy, by all means, I would just say, if you like superheroes at all, go play this game. It's one of the best superhero games probably of the past seven or ten years. It's just they didn't promote it. Nobody bought it. And unfortunately, this week's DLC... It's Morbius time. It's the Dr. Michael Morbius DLC that they put out because, of course, they assumed the Morbius uh, Spider-Man adjacent movie would make money. And no, that really didn't happen. So now you're kind of stacking failure on top of failure on top of failure. And, just, and they, they did kind of the same thing. They made a Morbius movie. Without Spider Man, and the only way most people would know Morbius is he's a Spider-Man villain. They they skipped <laughs> the, the beginning steps and nobody went to see it.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't get that one either, because like if you would have even done a screening, I have to imagine you knew how bad it was gonna be.
0: You know but at I mean? that one, like, you already yeah. spent probably a hundred million dollars, so you gotta figure oh, it out. But, but you bought a lot girl. Batgirl.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you pull the plug in like the DLC and come up with something else or whatever because you know that's just going to be a waste. Like it's it's sad. It's sad. Like, I it, and I don't even know why. Like I if guess once if you've done the DLC, you
0: know you got because I think that's a, since they realized the game is pretty much at this point a financial failure, they're hoping because that that's the thing that 2K does really well. Even if the initial game doesn't necessarily like like XCom for example, you you buy X the first part of XCom because you know you'll probably get another year or two of DLC because they keep improving on their game yeah. like Xcom the last one they did uh kind of I think I, for, I forget what it's called there's a, there's an add-on that basically adds their version of the nemesis system from the Lord of the Rings games where basically if you fight an alien certain aliens will have different skills rivalries okay. they'll remember they fought you they'll develop different abilities and rivalries because they fought you and it turns it into and entirely... It's like a brand new game, basically. It's yeah. almost XCOM 2.5 at that point. So okay. I think they're trying to do the same thing with Midnight Suns and hoping they'll be able to and maybe... Over time, when they add up all the DLC and the season passes, they will have somehow turned a profit.
1: But you know what? I'm, I'm wondering, like, even if you didn't want to use Spider-Man, for whatever reason, maybe you're trying to keep certain things separate. I think they're basically whatever. trying to
0: not give Marvel any money, because this was a Sony movie.
1: Yeah. And they, you know, they had that it, weird
0: split with, with Spider-Man. Point,
1: you look around and say, like, could you have used Daredevil? You know, could you have used Luke K? Could, A character that people already know and bring something into the movie. Yes, Sony I mean? can't.
0: Sony didn't have the rights to any of those characters, unfortunately. <laughs> but you just I think pay for it. All they have is...
1: You just pay for it. Because otherwise, the movie's gra- garbage. Right? Like, you, you gotta pay for something. You know? They they thought... Well, I,
0: I don't think Marvel would sell the rights to any of those characters because all their movies have been successful. Hell, or not you... all Daredevil's movies, but Daredevil's last TV show was really
1: successful. They're all gonna make more money by being homogenous. So you go over and, hey, how about you give us this character for a movie? We give you the X-Men for a movie. Or whatever, right? We give you Wolverine for a movie. Or Deadpool. Yeah. You know, like, you got to do something. You Because it was, from everything I heard, it was terrible. I think they just really
0: thought Morbius was a good enough character by himself and that Jared Leto would be a good enough actor to carry the movie by himself. He, I mean, he didn't write the script. So, you know, you no, can't this, blame did, him. Did
1: Morbius at least get a the Venom tie-in? Uh, I don't remember. Cause, if, I mean, I, you I could at least do to- that. Like, I mean, like that's something. Sony I think there's
0: like a, I think there's some Spider-Man graffiti that lets you know it is the Spider-Man universe, and then apparently the Vulture is in one scene, and that's really the only way you know that it's in the Spider-Man.
1: universe. Oh, is it the, is it at least the same Vulture we recently got? Yeah, it's Michael Keaton. So okay. they did you know they did that? Because that that was like the cool. I think of Marvel and DC as far as updating a character to make sense, like that was cool. Even the concept of being the yeah. Vulture, right? Like trying to get the parts off the spaceships and whatever that yep. crash, and like. All of that was cool. So, like, yeah. that that is probably the most surprise because, you know, it's a vulture, whatever. But it was, yeah. like, one of the more surprising characters to see and go, like, man, conceptually, this actually makes sense all the way around as a character. Like, I'm on board with that. They did the
0: vulture well, and they did to me, and I'm a
1: lifelong Spider-Man reader. Their version of,
0: in Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire, their version of Dr. Octopus is the best one I've seen in any Yeah, media. that's pretty good, too. As, he right. crushed it. Yeah, you know, the power of the sun in the ball. Because in the comic book, it kind of got to, oh God, he's fighting Doc Ock again. He's just gonna rip off his land. He, and he just didn't feel like a threat. Yeah. But in that movie, they really made Doc Ock feel like, oh yeah, this dude is for real. You know?
1: Oh yeah. And that's why I told you. I think that's why the Spider Man movies work, is because they've made the main villains feel significant.
0: Yeah. Even Will the serial.
1: You know, even yeah. the way they handled Mysterio was cool. Because Mysterio's kind of a crappy, like, weird villain anyway. Like, he has yeah, a weird corny, organization Jesus. gas. And, yeah. yeah. So in the comics, it's kind of campy. But at least it made sense with all the digital stuff and the drones yeah. and, you know. The way they did it where he played, and, of course, has J. Jonah Jameson eating out of the palm of his hand. Well, of course. I mean, <laughs>
0: it, it, it really just, it, it was for today's time. You know, showing J. Jonah Jameson
1: doing fake news and not
0: realizing he's getting, hmm remind you of anybody's news that Yeah, so that was
1: great they've got a lot of mileage they can still get out of spider-man if they're gonna treat yeah. it like that for sure uh one of the things I wanted to point out to people here in the segment is to be careful with scams especially if you're a creator uh there there's several going around now where they're being very very deceptive now there's one that went around and I posted about both these on Twitter so if you want more details I have very long threads you can go into just follow me over there at Power Dragon. But one of the interesting things is the first one reached out and they were kind of generic, like, hey, we'd like to work with your channel, blah, 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 you know, run an ad with your stuff. But they're very generic and non-specific. So you sort of know it's a it's probably a scam setup to begin yeah. with. But I was deep diving anyway because I was curious. So tried to go to their Twitter page, find what game they're trying to promote, whatever. There's really not even YouTube videos about it or anybody sampling yeah. it, so that's already suspicious. Yep. One of their websites I had to like work around because my browser and my virus scanning didn't like it, so that was another that's red, already flag, a huge right? red flag. Red so like, flag. That was a thing. But then ultimately, once you put all the pieces together, it turns out there's a game, but it's, I guess, like one of those games you're supposed to be able to play and generate some amount of cryptocurrency and you know it gets nfts and all this stuff right yeah but if you looked at everything that followed them either online or on social media or whatever they were all crypto bros nft reps blah blah like no gamers right Right. everything they posted everywhere had the comments turned off you Mm -hmm. know so it's like yeah don't even if they come with you giving you a good chunk of money that's probably just going to end poorly now the other one was way more problematic because they actually went the extra mile like when they came like they sent me an email first about, hey, we want to we edit YouTube videos for different people and we do YouTube shorts and we can do this mini and blah, blah. But in my head, I was like, that's eh, probably going to cost too much. I just ignored the email. Well, then they did a follow up <clears throat> and in the first email and the second one. They were very specific about why they wanted to work with my channel, what they liked on there. You know, so they were taking the time to actually go and pick out pieces and say like, "Oh, we like." Which is what most scammers will not do. Yeah, so that's where they're going to get people, right? Because it's like, "Oh, these people actually are legit. Like, this is a real person." I went and just without asking went and hunted down their website, and after going through it, it looks like a legit website. However, the only live links take you to a Calendly thing, so you could schedule a meeting with whoever, right? To I guess talk about getting on their, getting them on your channel and whatever and all that. But that's it. There is nothing else on there. There's no, like, testimonials. There's no, like, hey, here's cost or whatever. None of that's on there. And they have, like, a little FAQ and, you know, their terms of service. So it looks like a real website, though. Yeah. Well, I followed up with them because at this point, my spidey senses are still like, mm, something's not right. So I asked them for references. Like, can you give me two or three references so I can just see some of the work y'all have done or whatever, you know. And they did. They replied within the same day, gave me three YouTubers. Two of them also had TikTok stuff. Well, when I took a quick glance at them, my first thought was this isn't an agency doing this because you can tell when something comes out of the same studio because it uses the same frame rate, has a similar style or look, especially in like TikToks or short form media. Yeah, It will be a little bit formulaic, right? They know what works. They're going to do a certain thing. You could tell that the creators were still experimenting with things in the videos they were using. So I'm like, this obviously wasn't done by a studio. So I followed up with each of those channels. The first one said, hey, I've never worked with these people. I edit all my stuff myself, you know, whatever. The second one said, hey, you're the second person in the last like week or two that's contacted and asked me, and I don't know who these people are. Like, I've never worked with them. Third one still hasn't responded yet, but... Even that said that they were just picking people and going like, eh, you're yeah. probably not gonna follow up. You just want me to show exactly. you something to show that I'm legit, right? Because or, a lot or of people like like well, you
0: said even some people like you'll, you'll ask them follow up questions, they won't respond because you know they're too big or they're too busy or whatever.
1: That's yeah. what they're counting on. Or that you will be too uncomfortable to go to somebody with a million one of them had like three million followers or whatever, subs, to even bother them ask them a question, right? You'd be yeah. like, Oh, obviously you're legit, whatever. This is fine. They're going to get a lot of people. Yeah, They're going to get a lot of creators. They're going to get wrecked. And I, and as far as I can tell, it's a plan to get access to your channel and or your payment info. I don't know which because I haven't done enough of a deep dive to try to discern that yet. I'm still trying to decide how far I want to push it because he just responded back to me yesterday. So I'm trying to figure out, like, how deep do I want to go to find out how, how serious this scam is? But, yeah. Uh, Aaron Watson, to catch a scam. Basically, but yeah, I have all this. It's on my Twitter. Feel free to go check it out. But yeah, avoid scams without doing your research, y'all. Like I'm trying to do research on the ones that pop up for me, so I can help people. But yeah, it's they're getting real creative out here. Yeah, I mean, I saw one about six or seven months ago where they were just they straight up copied. Oh, who's the company? One of the video game companies that was doing the the Star Trek online or whatever, and they literally lifted everything from their page. So when you went to their link, it looks like an official Star Trek online page. But if you knew what you were looking for, certain videos didn't really play or links weren't really where they were supposed to be. You know, like things didn't go where they went. But like, if you were just quick checking and just looking at the top line stuff and the banner ads, which is what most people are going to do. Yeah, you would think, oh yeah, these people are legit. They have this big license and whatever. Guarantee you, they got a lot of people. Like So yeah, so watch yourself out there. It is dangerous. But anyway, let's get into some of the news, because there are quite a few things. The first is that we got some... I don't know if we call it news? An unveiling? Like a, a tidbit? I don't know. But Black Girl Gamers, if you don't know who they are, they're kind of a group of online creators, streamers, or whatever, made up of Black women who happen to game. Well... There was just randomly they started discussing stuff on Twitter about, like, they were consultants on Forspoken, which was interesting because we've noted here on the show multiple issues that Forspoken has yeah. had, especially from a cultural perspective. And maybe wonder why this was coming out now. And the only thing we could find is that they were saying they were involved as consultants, however, later in the process. So they said there are things that they mentioned, brought up or whatever, but they were already so far in production, they couldn't do anything about a lot of it. But I found that very interesting. One, that they were later in the process. And as we saw, they had a panel full of white folks trying to talk about black characters.
0: Yeah, that Not was well, kind of where the kind of where the disaster began when they talked about how yeah, this character you know she she just almost went to jail and she has a kind of a swagger and a very hip hoppy walk and like oh do do you even know any black people
1: what are you doing right yeah exactly now? And from
0: there it's just but the narrative almost spoken went
1: downhill and it really never changed after that unfortunately but I'm wondering why they didn't bring them in initially you know that's the thing like. Yeah. And I feel like by the time we got to the conference, that's probably when they went, "Hey, we probably do need consultants, but you're already too far along in the production process at that point." I no. think if you would have thought ahead of time and brought them in, especially the main character being a black woman, yeah, you know, like, and you have a group of black women you can use to reference that, like, I'm like, ah, come on. But I will say there is good news here that companies at least are thinking like, "Hey, we don't have to just go get professional agencies; we can go no. get." Personalities in the industry that deal with this and have an audience, right? And actually use them, which so, honestly I mean, we're, might we're, be we're
0: better. We're there. We're getting, you know, they, they did. Uh, I, I mean. They, they, they did so many things right and then kind of also did so many things wrong. I mean, we definitely want them to try again. I don't want the narrative for this to be, you know, what I'm afraid, of, like, oh, well, you know, we, we tried a game with a black female lead character and it just didn't sell, so we're not going to do that anymore. That's not what we want to have happen here because, again, they did a lot of things wrong that, that damaged that game's chance to be successful. So that's we hope that's not the narrative that comes out of this, but, you know, we'll –
1: Yeah. That that happens
0: so many times when, you know, you you have a have a game or a movie that has a black character or a female character, they say, Oh, that's a problem, you know. Like that happened to the last Charlie's Angels film where it didn't make money for a number of reasons that had nothing to do with the cast. They said, Well, you know, female in action movies, you know, apparently just don't make any money. So Gordy Weaver would like to have a chat (laughs) with you about
1: that, you know. Hell, we have several that made decent money. Right, email leads. So I was like, "Come on, man!" But yeah, it, it's a it's an interesting thing. But I like the idea that at least a company went, "Hey, you know, maybe we've maybe we've turned the corner on. We have to get these professional consultants and these agencies that tell us what we can and can't do." And you're like, "You know what? What if we just go get people that are basically in the field in our industry?" Yeah. Like they're dealing with people every day. They're running. to they talk to actual black
0: people. What a cast!
1: Yeah, and just like use them. So, which, by the way, if you happen to be able to make a video game, card game, whatever, and you need some black consultants, I happen to know two black guys that would be very interested right? in working with you. So, you know, feel free to shoot us a message. We're available Absolutely. on social media. <laughs> just saying, just saying. Been, but, uh, been black our whole lives. That's true. Experts at it. But yeah, we also had a fun event this weekend too. The Hunter Burton Memorial Open, for those who don't know, is a charity event where we raise money to prevent suicides and create awareness around suicide. And we've had a ton of people. Actually, as a matter of fact, I don't even know if we can be at that venue more than one more year. Because we've gotten to the point we've almost maxed it out. Seriously. And we're thinking about bringing in even more stuff like Warhammer, D&D. You know, we had some Pokemon stuff there this year. Uh, Dude, of all people... You know who made an appearance at this event? You will never. I could give you fifty guesses, and you would not get there. Okay. It's a guy I probably would never thought I would meet unless I went to his actual place of business. Pawn Stars guy. Yep, Chumley. I saw. I saw somebody took a picture
0: with him, and like, yeah, well, I guess. Isn't that any place people are Any place people are selling
1: collectibles, I guess you <laughs> might turn up. Yeah, it turns out he's actually an investor in a new game called Cryptic. And they okay. were huge sponsors of the event. They ran demos throughout the weekend. They gave demo decks to every player that participated. Uh, so, yeah, just real, real nice dude, actually, like super friendly, like you would expect. I mean, you know, we you wouldn't think he'd be anything else. But yeah, that was going on. Several artists were there. We had a big VIP party on Friday. Uh, lots of vendors, cool chaos draft stuff that had some magic 30 packs in it. There was a bunch of Commander stuff throughout the weekend, gave away, I don't know, like twenty two, twenty three thousand dollars 23000 worth of cash prizes to people. <laughs> like, it was, it was just jam-packed of stuff. And, you know, going to be more even next year. So it was really cool. You know, the only thing I can say for me that, because I I'd normally do commentary for them. This year I did some, I did a lot of their social media stuff, like going out, doing interviews, getting them stuff so they can have live on the feed and all that. Which was fun. I, I'll do it again for him next year. But it was interesting to me to just see how many people I had, I guess, over the years that you've interacted with that had an impact on or whatever. It's almost weirdly shocking and surprising mm-hmm. when it happens, right? And But it's cool, you know, just to kind of reminisce a little bit, see all that. Though many people did ask about you, and we're like, hey, is Brian gonna be here this weekend? We listen to the podcast. I want to get Brian to sign something. I'm like, man, I don't know. He don't like y'all. He's not here. I don't know. Stop it. <laughs> no, he had family obligations. He can't be here. But yeah, it was cool though that you know just to be out and about. And I think we're at the point again where you know I keep using the term post COVID, but I mean, I guess I guess post peak pandemic. You know, we're actually yeah. starting to see people get comfortable coming out again more people are are gung ho about supporting events. Feels like we're starting to see attendance go up kind of across the board on things and that's a good sign. You know, we're at least getting back to I don't know, I guess you want to call it a functioning nerd society, but it sort of feels like where we're at. So this weekend, man, it was all good feels and good times. Like no complaints at all. So expect a lot more next year and then of course the following year once you can expand the venue, but yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it was interesting. I, not what I expected, but I was pretty happy with it. But yeah, the downside of it is I did find out about some bad news. That supposedly, and I'm saying supposedly, I'm allegedly, <laughs> as they like to say, there are rumors. So know that right now these are unsubstantiated, at least from my perspective that there are some new counterfeits floating around uh, that at least were big in the Dallas-Fort Worth area to the point that retailers have stopped, I was told, buying cards that are pre-Tempest, but it may even be a little bit more recent than that. But either way, not buying older cards because the new counterfeits are becoming very difficult to discern from older cards. Now, I will say this. Even when really rare stuff, has popped up, even stuff that it is illegally popped up out of Wizards of the Coast Warehouse. I have been able to get pictures, at least, where somebody has physically said, I have seen these, right? So far, I have had a couple of handfuls of people tell me that these other things exist and that a couple of stores are not buying, but nobody has provided me with any material evidence that these exist. Now, doing my research earlier today, I've reached out to a couple of stores in the Dallas area. One of them said he had not heard such things. The other says he's heard some, but like he hasn't seen a problem, and he does a decent bit of buying. They both shared the perspective I had that potentially it's stores saying, well, we're not buying because they don't have hard cash on hand because they're over-leveraged from product they bought that they haven't sold yet. That is my current working assumption. Now, I do know somebody who does authentication on gaming materials for Beckett. And I've reached him. Man, you got a drag race happening outside your house. Right? Like, like, but we we reach out to him. And he says he has seen some better counterfeits coming through. But not that he would say are discernible from the old cards. Right? They Obviously, they're always constantly getting better. But yeah. he says they're not there yet. But he didn't have anything to provide me with on the latest rounds. Because their policy is they have to send it back to you, obviously, because if you send it for grading and they tell you it's crap, like they have to show you why and send it back to you and tell you why it's crap, right? He says they do offer to try to buy some of them, I guess, to keep for training purposes or whatever. But he said of the recent ones, he doesn't have any. So I'm still trying, still digging. If I get my hands on some, I will do a video for y'all and put it up on my YouTube channel. But as of now, I have not seen any. So if you hear these rumors or hear things like do, if you can, I would say if you as a fan and as a listener, if you can get your hands on some, please contact me. I will even pay for shipping so I can have them and do a video on it because I would love to see these if they exist because I keep a few around just to compare anyway when I go out and buy cards, but I would love to if these really exist because I'm I don't want to call all these stores liars because I fully don't know and there's enough people saying it that I have to believe there's potentially some truth to it. But I'm really surprised that after being there for a whole weekend and then following up for another couple of days after being home, I can't find anybody who's got one, even to send me a picture of one, even if you don't want to send me the card. So I don't know. Just saying it's a thing that's out there. Be careful when you're buying older cards, potentially. That's kind of all I can say about that. But let's talk about Oathbreaker. Uh, First thing first, Brian, do you even know what Oathbreaker is? I found
0: out like on the on the pre
1: <laughs> our, our pre-show uh, meeting basically. So yeah, Oathbreaker, for those you don't know, is basically like commander, but you get an additional card in your command zone that they call your signature spell. And it follows all the same rules. So you cast it, then the next time you cast it costs you two more. Then the next time you cast it, cost it, costs you four more. Next time you cast it costs you six more. And where the, do you know where the name came from? This seems like it has nothing to do with. Commander. Uh, uh. I don't know. The only thing I know is the group that pushed it is a group called Magic Kids, which is a charity group. And I don't know if it was just a format they came up with or that they just popularized, but it's been around for I think at least three years at this point. So it's not a new format. It's kind of been talked about and been around, but at this point, it's really just a commander variant for the most part. Okay. Me, personally, I'm not the biggest fan because, one, you start with less life, and you you have this spell that's just recurring, and always having access to a super powerful spell just makes for a weird game. Now, if you like that higher-powered commander, you know, if you like that competitive commander or whatever, yeah, give it a go. It might be your jam. You know, for me, it's not the way I enjoyed playing Magic it just and for anybody cuz
0: i didn't know this either before we discussed it what in terms of being an official format what
1: does that really mean in practice it basically means it's recognized by Wizards of the Coast so i would think you're going to see more things at command fest about oathbreaker or right? if you go to a command or a, a magic con you'll probably see some oathbreaker stuff scheduled right they'll probably reference it in articles on the main page when they talk about stuff. I mean, okay. who knows? They may even make a card that down the road can be a, you know, if played as a signature spell or played from the command zone also does this, right? You might have some of those types of things that come up in commander products in the future. So that that's basically what it means is that there will just be recognition from words of the coast that this format will get some attention okay. that it's now a thing. But outside of that, uh, nothing crazy it was it, I think it was just surprising that it sort of came out of the blue like this format that's existed for a while all of a sudden it's like Wizards going hey Oathbreaker <laughs> it's a thing and then seeing people talk about it for like 72 hours of like "Uh, Oathbreaker no. let's a, I even had people going like when are you going to put Oath, um, Oathbreaker section in your discord I'm like it can just go in the commander section dog like I'm not like because here's the reality I think a lot of people are going to try it out but I don't think a lot of people are going to keep playing it. I think like a lot of formats, there will be people who find it and say, you know what? I love playing this version of commander, but mm-hmm. I think more people are going to play it and say, I kind of dislike commander or I like just playing competitive commander. And that's kind of, I don't need this other signature spare stuff. I don't like the games ending in like five turns. I don't like, you know, I think that's just going to be the case for some people. And that's okay. I think it's okay for there to be yep. other ways to play. My only concern is, You're going to end up with people who spend real money to build an Oathbreaker deck. And then probably within six months, their local store is probably going to have two, three people that play regularly, right? I think that's the concern when you start splitting the player base over all these different formats. Inevitably, every time we've seen, hell, Tiny Leaders was one years ago that came up, and that format went nowhere, right? There's always something. And people go out, buy singles, like, oh. And I think a lot of it is, there's a lot of people trying to be first to the post, especially today. Yeah. You can make content and write articles and whatever. Yeah, You have another group of people that are trying to be big fish, small pond. So if I can get there first and figure it out, I can be the big dominant voice and blah, blah, you know, because they get beat at everything else. So those people exist. Wow. It's true. Wow. Tell, tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. Like you've seen it before too. Some new game or some new variant comes out. Dudes, restaurant got to buy everything. Going online, trying to figure out what the best decks are so they could be big fish, small pond. Like it always happens. But then you kind of get the other players that go, okay, do I really want to play this? Do I really not want to play this? And I think we'll start seeing that in the next couple of weeks if things start shaking out. But I would venture to guess you'll still hear about it. But I think the hype's going to die really fast on it. But hey, if it supports a charity, You know, Magic Kids is a good charity. They use magic to basically support kids out there for different issues, raise money. So I'm like, I'm all for it. You know, nothing wrong with that at all. But we only have one other bit of news, and it's actually kind of sad. And Brian, I'm going to let you lead this one because, well, you just get to be the bearer of bad news.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: the 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 gamer group that has uh,
0: among the websites it runs are Destructoid, uh, Silicon Era, Twinfinite. Apparently, they've announced a bunch of layoffs this week, so you'll pro- you'll you probably see that coming across uh, your various forms of social media. If you frequent any of those sites, some of your favorite writers are unfortunately not going to be there anymore. And their explanation was basically that uh, they had. I guess a uh, operational inefficiencies, whatever that actually means in a uh, non-corporate buzz speak. But one of the examples they gave was that they found out that about 35% of their content was driving less than 10% of their web traffic, so they had to make had to make changes there. And that's not just we're seeing we're seeing that happen on YouTube. Also, Twitch apparently laid off several hundred people this week too. It's just a lot of layoffs going out throughout really the gaming and gaming adjacent industries. I mean, we're kinda we're in a recession really, so we're seeing, you know, ad revenues kind of slow down right now. And these are the repercussions of when, you know, money's not kinda tight and ad revenue is slowing down, unfortunately. I kind of
1: I don't know. I sort of have two different feelings about this. The first is that it's hard when you see a company, especially like Twitch and some of these others, you know, talk about, well, viewership's up. We garnered more of the market share back. Like, we have record sales or or whatever, revenue. And then, like, three months later, you're like, but but we got to let 400 people go. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's no. that's wrong. And I get it. A lot of it, unfortunately, especially in the U.S., we've tied too much to stocks, shareholders, whatever right and only I mean, twitch has been saying for
0: years that it's not profitable so i guess there may be some truth to that apparently maybe, even though it,
1: maybe. but it, but it's not just twitch right you have seen amazon,
0: amazon laid off people
1: too so i guess you know that's twitch's parent company so yeah, if amazon and again, bottom line is hurting amazon's also crushing right hell amazon even added amazon amazon drugs or whatever they call it amazon pharmacy or whatever so you can you can get your medical medical stuff, prime pills. We don't yeah, know what it's called. Yeah, like, something. I don't remember we're what it's guessing. called. But it's like, really, you got to lay people off. Like seriously, hell, Amazon has so much money; they were almost bought part of an NFL team. Yeah, like I mean, the, and those are all billions of dollars, right? Of course, I think they
0: said you know that the NFL right now is going to be a lost leader. They knew when they went in that okay, we're going to lose money on the first several years of this deal, but. Obviously, you know, NFL over the long term, you expect to make money.
1: Oh, yeah, but that was their promotional deal for, for airing the games. That yeah. was the thing. But they tried to buy an actual football team. Like they've been rumored as being one of the big buyers on some of these recent ones that have gone up for sale. So if you've got that much money, yeah, like you can't and be now, like, I've, I've... oh, well, we got to let however many employees go, you know? Well, unfortunately, you can. Yeah, yeah you obviously, really obviously can. you
0: can. Look at Meta, you know, Meta
1: slash Facebook, whatever it's being called, you know, this week. The one I will say about that is I had heard rumors for a while that there were a lot of people that said they didn't have a lot to do on their jobs. And this past week, we saw a couple of stories come out from recent release folks. that said, like, we kind of all saw it coming for a couple of years because they were collecting employees like Pokemon. Yeah, like. And I'm wondering if that was a case of they just went and got some of the most high profile people and kept them from the competitors. I don't know if that's true, but I'm just wondering if that's the play you're trying to make there. It's just like, hey, we've got the money. We'll at least camp on these people. And then they don't get the best developers in the industry or the best. I mean, know, they, they <laughs> clearly had
0: some high ambitions. Like you look at all the stuff Facebook, I mean, you know as well as anybody, Facebook gaming was for a while doing a lot of it. We were just out there
1: trying to. Or trying to do big things. Boy, give me it. another like couple of months. <laughs> Let my my whole uh, NDA nah, situation roll over. Oh, I got some things. I, I got some things.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they, they tried a lot of stuff that just didn't work. And then, of course, you know, they're still, they, they still, you know, they, that whole, they, they, you know, the elections, they're, they're trying to be like, hey, we don't, we don't want to get blamed for whatever happens in 2024. So, yeah, Facebook got a lot yeah. of, not just Facebook. the entire, t- oh, and also apparently. The uh, gamer group stuff, as they say, it is also related to you know, excuse me, operational efficiency. Apparently, they had some money in Silicon Valley banks, oh, then, so they're so also that tied that. to yeah. that. Yeah, so now some of it probably didn't even you know that their articles weren't making money. It's like, hey, their bank went bankrupt; they sure. can't pay people. You
1: know, but but let me let me say this too, though. Besides the whole like shareholder stock whatever stuff, there is the reality that a lot of these. Companies are sharing articles and having people write articles that are just bad or just repeating information. They're Mm -hmm. not really driving trap. So when you say we 30% of the people we were paying couldn't even get us 10% of the traffic on the website, like I get it, right? If that's the case of the people making your videos or writing articles or whatever, you gotta cut some of them. I mean, you can't just keep paying thousands of dollars a week to not generate anything. And you've seen it just like I have. You go to some websites, and it's literally copy and paste articles from somewhere else. Yeah, like the same three paragraphs you just read on the other website. So it's like, well, I mean, eh. there's that, that that I guess you would call like that top ring, you know, Kotaku,
0: IGN, where yeah, yeah, yeah. they are actually interviewing you know developers and designers, and they're doing original journalism. Yeah. And then an hour later, you'll see it copy pasted on. 2,000 other websites.
1: Yeah, and exactly. And those sites not getting the traffic, it's like, well, why? You're not doing anything.
0: Yeah, you, you know? didn't interview, you know, Miyamoto, somebody else did, and you just basically posted a
1: link to it, you know? Yeah, so I'm with you there. I, I just think that's something we do have to acknowledge. And to be honest, a lot of the articles you read are not good. You know, they're just not driving any. It's like, oh, okay, well, a bad op-ed piece about, you know, speculation on some game <laughs> that's, not based on anything just like what if this game has this like well why okay what's our premise for it having this you know what i mean like it's fine let's explore it let's talk about why right so there's a lot of that i think that pops up and people just don't want that you know i'm all for exploratory content but you got to get me based on something you know otherwise you might just say like well what if kia starts making spaceships tomorrow (laughs) <laughs> right? you know what I mean like well okay well how close are they to making spaceships now that this is even a discussion to have right now if you said like what if Amazon started doing yeah I don't know civilian tickets for trips to the moon okay that might be a real thing because we've already sent people to space like you know what I mean? we can have that yeah. conversation right so Would I don't you know go? no, no. Hey, really, no. I, I have no desire to uh I'm one of those people that I don't have a fear of heights. Like I can go out on a balcony on like a 30 foot building and not care. I can look over the edge. doesn't bother me. But when you tell me to jump out of a plane, why? Like, I mean, the plane's not broken. Now, if you told me we're going to crash, shoot, give me that parachute. Let's go. But like, I just can't, I, and I get it for some people it's an adrenaline rush, whatever, but like, I've never been one that responded well to adrenaline or anything. So it's like, I have no desire. Like, I remember being friends,
0: black is dangerous enough. I, dude, I agree. we don't need to search dude, for
1: risk and adrenaline friends, and other places. They were asking if I want to go bungee jumping back in the day. And I'm like, I'll go watch. Right. <laughs> but literally, I'm just watching people jump off this bridge basically. On this, well, I don't know, it was probably like a 30, 40-foot bungee cord. And I'm just like, what? What is why? Why? Like, I'm sure it's not gonna snap. But like, what if, Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are we, I doing? need an adrenaline rush. I'm going to just go to Frisco
0: mall, drive a rail, see how long it takes me Dude. to get pulled over. Here's leave, my...
1: leave your windows down and drive through Oak cliff at midnight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for real. So yeah, I don't, I don't really get it, but yeah, that it's tough. Right. And I, at least in that case where they're cutting people with, with numbers, even saying like, "Hey, we looked at the numbers. Our traffic's only coming from this much of the site." Like we, and then lets you back. know that
0: for a while they were making so much money that they didn't even notice that.
1: Oh, sure, and I'm sure that's I'll case have to for get several mad companies for
0: them to notice that.
1: Yep, you you start getting a little tight around the the waistband a little bit. All of a sudden, yeah. you start going, okay, where we got to cut calories, right? And that, that's where it comes from. So, And, you know, the same thing, I mean, since I'm
0: freelance, I technically didn't sign an NDA. I can tell you, hey, you know, over at Tilt Magazine, we're starting to look at some of those numbers, too, a little harder. Because you've already seen numbers change from what they were. You, well, I mean, I think everybody knows, that, like, Christmas, you expect to make a bunch of money because everybody wants to try to figure out, you know, gaming guides. Yeah. What new console do you want to buy? The revenue is high. Guys? Yeah. yeah, and then in January, it, you know, you expect everybody just knows that it's going to dip real hard January. Might be back in February. Okay, maybe the numbers will be back in March, and now we're about to hit April, and numbers for a lot of people are still kind of
1: down. You know, But you know what, though? We talked about this on the show before, right? You you understood where we were during the pandemic as well, right? And yeah. I think it's – I've I feel like I've seen too many places where people have tried to compare – the last couple of years worth of numbers to this year. And it's like, when we were in the pandemic, people were still at home. People weren't going to the movies. Kids weren't going to soccer practice, whatever. So we were all on our phones and on our computers, reading more, watching more YouTube videos, listening to more podcasts than we probably ever have because we were doing a lot less outside in the world. So we have to assume there's going to be less traffic, viewership, whatever. And I've watched people on YouTube freak out about it, right? It's like, yeah. I don't understand why my numbers are down. It's like, bro, people are going and doing things again. You know how I normally am at home doing stuff, whatever. I've been spending weekends at magic conventions and charity events yeah. or whatever that didn't happen last year, right? right. That's just a thing, and I think people have to come around to that too, and that's going to affect a lot of numbers. Now I'm d-
0: b- doing a, a show that you know, the last couple of years I didn't end up doing because you know either it didn't happen or. Because you know, pandemic. Hey, we. But I think I probably had COVID during one of the times we did this show. But this year, I'm able to do it again.
1: But even then, that's money that's going to shift from probably somebody spending online somewhere to going yeah. and paying to see you and your troop do an actual show somewhere, right? Yep. And probably buy a dinner and everything else wherever they're at. Yeah, you know. And I just don't think Get a little drink, drink it. on, yeah, <laughs> which is fine. I think they should support local businesses. Get out yeah, there, but like. I just don't think people are considering that when they're looking at these numbers. Like we knew like our numbers spiked on our podcast back in yep. June, July, whatever 2020. Yeah, 2020 to early 2021. And I remember us talking about the show. We knew it probably had about a six month span at that yeah. number before it was going to come down and almost like clockwork yeah. started seeing it trend down. Now that was also the combination of the hype around the whole George Floyd thing and all that. And people trying to find black creators and like, I get it. But we knew it was going to be short-lived. So I wasn't going out telling people, hey, you know, let's get sponsors based on these numbers. Because I knew they weren't going to be real for very long. Right? And I wasn't going to sell that to a sponsor to know that six months down the road, they're going to be like, hey, we saw y'all's numbers. Like, why why are they down 50%? You know what I mean? Like, we knew that was coming. Like, We're still black, by the way. Yeah, exactly. That wasn't a secret. You just knew that once the news cycle ran. (laughs) Right? And we started black more- people still getting murdered by the cops. You're just not seeing it. You know, you, dude, you, you they, they just arrested. Is, you know. What was it? 11 cops or whatever. that just killed that kid somewhere. Like that just came yeah. out in the news uh, earlier today. So yeah, yeah it's oh, crazy it stuff. Just- or that kid. Okay. Not related, but this kid, I say kid, I think it was like 20 something.
0: Yeah, we can call. We're all well, if we call call a person. Yeah, kid.
1: Called the police. Said, hey, I'm pretty sure these people are stalking me. I I fear for my life, blah, blah, whatever. Didn't do nothing. A couple days later, kid goes missing. They find him a couple, like about a month later, I think they said, like, earmuffs. Because this is, for real, I think this needs a content warning. So, yeah. you know, skip ahead, like, five minutes if this is going to make you uncomfortable. Because we're talking about some gruesome stuff here. But, they found this kid dismembered. Wow. Like, completely. And then, the cops said, and I swear, this is literal quoted, we found no evidence of foul play. Bruh. Like, I mean, like... uh, what else is there? What he, uh, uh, he, he didn't do it to himself, you know? They're I mean? trying like, to say wild animals jumped him somewhere, oh, uh, and they what? just left all the parts there, by the way, yeah, right? Like, I like I don't even understand, but apparently, the family's gotten involved, the FBI's involved now, and like, yeah, it's a whole thing, but geez, you know, that's where you're still at, like, so yeah. It's, it's a- almost
0: time, you know, especially for my oldest son to get ready to go off to college. And and I mean, I'm just scared to death, you know, because they, they've never been more than, you know, really 15 or 20
1: minutes away at the local school. You know, it's it just tell them they can go down the road to Tarrant County. <laughs> right. I mean, oh, man. Well, all right. All that being said, let's start trying to wrap things up here. Let's. This is a thing that comes up. And I think you and me are on different sides of this discussion. Yeah. But I've had people ask me, do I think Arena would be better? And I'm going to apply this to just most games. But particularly, they've asked me if I think Arena would be better with chat with your opponents. And I don't know if it's a game that particularly benefits. Because I thought about it, right? What would I want to ask my opponents? And for me, it'd be usually, hey, your deck's sweet. Could I see your deck? Or maybe some weird play happened and I'd be curious what their thought process was. And occasionally they have a cool username and I kind of want to know the origin or definition or reason yeah. for it. That's about it. If it wasn't one of those three things, I almost never need to talk to my opponents in arena. Yeah. I
0: mean, for me that that's enough.
1: You know, I, I,
0: when I want to know something, I I want to know it. I would love to talk to the question. They're playing, you know, some random, like janky deck that's a similar one of my decks. Well, hey, maybe you got something to work that I couldn't get to work. Like you know, happily ever after or something. How did you
1: come up with that? I would love to. I mean, no, know, the most problem games, for me though is though that's like so rare. Like that would be a one in less than ten percent of the games I play. I don't know what the actual percent. I'm I'm sure it'd be less than ten I mean,
0: percent. If I were to look at the games I play, that's probably true in most of the games. But that ten percent. So am I? You know, long. I mean like literally if i didn't you know talk to people while i played magic i wouldn't know you we wouldn't be doing this you know but sure but, but we, we, also just,
1: we also just met playing magic <laughs> you know what i mean we didn't we weren't online and had to see faceless and go like oh let me let me chat with this person because honestly if that's the case i'd probably just run around with everybody muted entirely anyway and, I mean that's yeah, still option right. that you have. You, don't want mean, it, yeah, you know not I mean? I I would just never use it. And then people probably think I'm rude because I never respond to them or whatever, because they wouldn't know they were muted. But yeah, I just but you know my stance. Like I just haven't enjoyed it on almost any game I've played in the last fifteen years, maybe. I'm trying to think further back than that, but that, that at <laughs> least that far. And like there's some games, it just you're benefited from having chat on right if you're playing a multiplayer team game or whatever it's just faster to communicate with chat it just makes sense whether you're playing call of duty or any of the first person shooter stuff right like that makes sense you know you're a valorant player like you get it right you got to be able to talk to your team tell them where people are you know whatever so that i kind of give a pass, but even those games i won't play without people i don't already know anymore like i'm already that understandable was yeah. like, so many negative experiences, and I'm just like, I, uh, like, and if I turn chat off, I can't really play the game the way it's intended to be played, so I'm better off just not even playing it. I mean, that that was, my last interaction with League of Legends folks was disastrous.
0: And one of the Overwatch streamers that I watch, he basically he says he doesn't turn it on until he reaches it, because I will, you know... <laughs> Uh, in defense. He does do that whole bronze to grandmaster thing where you spend about a good hour just curb-stopping people till you've achieved what your proper rank is. Okay. But he says he doesn't even turn chat on until Diamond, but his experience is unique. Most people that play in Diamond would never encounter anybody in bronze because the sure. skill gap is so huge, but I guess the thing that he did figure out is that, yeah, I guess the higher you go, the more the the more
1: useful the chat becomes. And that's probably true of most games. Yeah, I believe that totally. And that's what I'm saying. The lower
0: rank is full of trolls and and smurfs and just generally terrible people. But the higher you go up people, especially if people are making content on it, if they're a pro or they're trying to be a pro, yeah, they're obviously going to take the game a whole lot more seriously than somebody that's in A lot of people in the lower ranks are there on purpose. They just
1: that they quit all the time? They have McDonald's Wi-Fi, sure, any number of things going on. But I also realized, like, I enjoy playing Teamfight fight tactics. I don't have to talk to nobody. Like, occasionally somebody might emote something or whatever, but that's mostly easy to ignore. And it's usually somebody yeah. who's about to lose, and they're just, like, spamming on the way out the door, right? So, like, whatever. Like, that's it. I don't have to deal with anybody. And it's great. I don't have a problem with it. But usually when I look at games and go like, ah, uh, it's all online or uh, there's a bunch of like chat that's necessary. I'm already 90% checked out. Like I even told people, like, would I still play League of Legends? Absolutely. If I had a group of three, four people want to go play let's yeah. go. Right. Same thing. I, I don't even play a lot of first person shooter. I haven't played one in ages, but if people wanted to and there's a bunch of friends of mine, yeah, let's hop on and play. Hell, I'd hop on and play Starcraft 2 still probably if somebody wanted to. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to talk to no one. All <laughs> right, but the thing is, my experiences, and this is me like I've been through a lot of crap hell. I had some people say some not so pleasant stuff to me when I'm in Texas sometimes, like it's all right,, yeah. I can deal with it, but when it's just my leisure time, I'm just choosing not to deal with it like I can make the active decision not to, and it's just like, why am I gonna put myself in in that spot if it's avoidable so like that that's my stance, but like yeah. I get why other people want it, it's just definitely not for me.
0: Yeah, that's one of those things where, you know, hey, we can obviously agree to disagree. Yeah. The answer is going to be for everybody, but I just like to
1: have the option. Yeah. I mean, I, I've i been called so many racial slurs and heard so many things. I'm just like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah I'm done. Like, I, I just don't need this this time of night, you know, especially after been, I do. Now while I'm doing like all this content and being busy all day and it's midnight. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna play games for a couple hours before I go to sleep. And, you know, you're 30 minutes into the shenanigans and i'm just like whatever i'm just turning this off and going to bed <laughs> like i don't even want a game yeah. no more right so it's tough it's tough bunch everybody where they really can find you on socials brian all right i am
0: brian sonic
1: on uh twitter youtube our family channel on youtube is Alan's ever after and you can find me just about everywhere at power dragon p-o-w-r-d-r-a-g-n on most social platforms And if you're going to be down at the Command Fest Orlando, you should come see me because I'm going to be down there hanging out, having fun, and, you know, maybe even go out and have a drink or something. I don't know. But as always, wherever you are watching now and or listening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Please take care of yourselves and your family. Remember to be awesome and, most importantly, be awesome to each other. If you'd like to further support Color of Magic, you can find us on our website at colorofmtg.com. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to donate Other patreon.com slash color of magic. You can also find us on Facebook under Color of Magic. And if you want to follow us along at Twitter, you can find us there at color of MTG. And as always, please share the podcast around to your friends, your network, people you think might enjoy it because every little bit helps as we're trying to increase our user base.